How's it going, everybody? Welcome back for another season of Emerald City Hockey's Post Game Live, this time brought to you by Flatstick Pub. We'll get to them in a second. Um, just want to say thanks, everybody, for joining us for yet another season. Really looking forward to it. Rough game to start off with, though, RJ. Not going to lie. Rough game. <laughs> yeah, not the ideal season opener for the Kraken. But you know what? It's tradition, Dylan. Uh, they haven't done historically all that great in season openers. Uh, and you know what? That doesn't mean uh, that it's not going to be a really fun season. And I'm just so happy uh, to be back here with everyone for another edition of Post Game Live. It's been too long. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. Really looking forward to it. And uh, yeah, just real quick, uh, this season, Post Game Live is going to be brought to you all by Flatstick Pub. Uh, really happy to have them on board for this uh, third season of covering the Kraken, third season of the Kraken, Kraken's existence. Um, just, yeah, really happy, RJ. I think you have the, the little... Yes, <laughs> I do. So I'm, we're really excited to welcome uh, Flatstick Pub uh, as our post-game live sponsor for this season. They're going to be sponsoring every single post-game live uh, all through the season, starting tonight. And uh, we're so happy to have them on board as part of this community. I mean, they approached us last season. I mean, they saw the community that we have they saw what we're all about and oh my gosh it's afra <laughs> they saw what we're all about and they were just really eager to be a part of it i mean they are huge kraken fans and they're all about the seattle hockey scene uh, they've got six locations all around the state of washington including one in south lake union right by climate pledge arena so you can relax have some local craft beer i only local beer there which i think is awesome and play some mini golf so i think that's really cool um i told them i cannot wait to show you the way our community embraces the people who make what we do possible. So everyone show flat sticks of love uh, and we'll have lots of fun stuff to announce uh, with them all season. I'm talking maybe a watch party, giveaways, maybe even a little mini golf tournament. So keep an eye out for that stuff. And uh, another big thank you to Flatstick Pub for sponsoring Post Game Live. Yep. Uh, it's uh, really looking forward to that and everything. Got some super chats here. Go ahead and jump into those, including this first one here from Absurdly Sane. Treats for Afra and candles for Turbo's head and knee. I mean, it was a rough game, RJ. Obviously, the score there at the bottom of the, of the screen, 4-1 loss. Um, but also a big loss with Turbo there as, as Afra can make her first appearance for her first treats of the season. <laughs> didn't take long, Afra. No, you. it really didn't. Uh, let's see. I think like one minute after we started for the first uh, for the tr first treat super chat. So, yeah. um, you know, thanks for that. But yeah, Brandon Tanev, that's obviously going to be a big concern for the Kraken going forward. That's probably the biggest question lingering after this game. And, you know, really more important than just the two points, I think, is how is Brandon Tanev doing? got hit right in the head. I mean, you have to think concussion protocol is in play. And then possibly, this is what I really worry about too, is just his knee or his ankle may have gone down weird too. So yeah. I don't know. It, it could be a couple things. Yeah, it was definitely a rough one. Um, I mean, look, we we talked about it all through last season, right? Kraken, unusually healthy. And then we had the situation with Belmar where he disappeared for a little while after blocking that shot, believe on his hand, uh, did come back though. And then obviously this more serious situation with Brandon Tanev. Um, have to imagine, you know, short term as you are thinking concussion protocol, probably some missed games involved. Ty Cartier can come into the lineup. Uh, who didn't play tonight, but it was a tough one. And then, you know, at, at least the, the refs and the off-ice officials and everybody handled it well, right? So they did the review really quickly, determined that, yes, that was a very dirty play. It was an obvious hit to the head. Uh, Kraken were able to get the major out of it. Unfortunately, the way the power play was playing tonight, 
didn't end up meaning much as the Kraken go over four on the power play with 11 minutes of power play at time, RJ. And I mean, they generated some shots on that five minute major. I believe they ended up with five of them from that, but still for, for all the kind of talk about the player movement, we were, we were trying to get excited about it yesterday on the deep dive power play was still really, really rough on this one. <laughs> it was, and it's still, I described it as a work in progress a couple times during the game. I, I think that's, you know, maybe a good way to look at it for now. They did attempt some player movement on, particularly on the second power play attempt that they had, but the later attempts just looked kind of stagnant. The entries weren't working really well. Vegas was getting clears pretty easily. It just looked disjointed. Like the chemistry wasn't there. And mm -hmm. if not for last season's power play struggles, you could chalk it up being like, look, it's the first game of the season. This stuff takes time, but it does leave that worry in the back of your mind about, okay, is this just last season's problems moving forward? Yeah, definitely. And it's it's one where like I understand the the one three one setup and all that. I wish the Kraken could find a way to utilize the bumper spot a little bit more than they do. You look at Vegas on their power play, they're able to get that guy the puck. For for the Kraken, that that player really just kind of gets taken out of the play completely and it ends up being four on four. Um Sergeant Pickles here with another super chat. Thank you very much, Sergeant Pickles. Duds, start times. Yes, <laughs> as we start our post game live here after 10 30. Uh, thank you everybody for staying up with us. Uh, uh, cringe banner ceremonies. How about that, RJ? My first thought was, wow, remember when sports leagues were afraid of gambling? Yeah, and the Golden Knights too. I remember when they came in the league, like, okay, we don't want the gambling associations. We're going to go away from this. They win the Stanley Cup and they have a giant slot machine lift the banner. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd, I'd say they're leaning into it now. Just a little bit. Um, and then the, the final dud here from Sergeant Pickle, no goals on a major. Studs, though, good to be back mostly. Big cat things, Father Canner, praise be. I mean, Jared McCann, he was he's right back to it, RJ. Like first game, he's on pace for 82, right? Just like we talked about yesterday. Exactly. I mean, look, you said he's going to regress somehow, right? It has to. I don't know if any player on the Kraken is just not going to regress scoring wise inexplicably. It's it's Jared McCann and he keeps it up with the goal for the Kraken tonight. Um, and, and a big one there. They finally got some puck luck to go their way with the puck kind of bouncing off yeah. a Golden Knight skate right to him. And they had a few of those bounces in this game, too. But guys just couldn't find a way to finish on those. And of course, it's Jared McCann who actually does. Yep, definitely. Um, Gregory here with another super chat. I was at the game and I was surrounded by uh, Golden with, with a poop emoji there. <laughs> uh, power play still an issue. I know we talked about the power play. I have a feeling this, you know, at least early on in the season, it might be something that we end up talking about quite a bit. Obviously, we're talking about it before the season even started. Um, that being said, I still hope you had a good time, Gregory. And hey, if there's anywhere you got to be to like, you know, go try to find something uh to, to help out after after being at a game like that where you know you are surrounded by uh, golden knights fans and everything i feel like vegas might be one of the better places to be for for that situation rj yeah i think you could probably uh find a distraction there somewhere tonight i know uh, after the first post game live ever we went and got some pizza after midnight you know that was a fun time uh, you know earl of sandwich is also good i don't know i i enjoyed that a lot during my last vegas trip get a late night sandwich yeah, definitely. Uh, there's lots of stuff, but unfortunately, Gregory, that first lemon lime Gatorade is going to have to wait another game. Uh, the first one of the season. Um, looking forward to it, though. Sean O with the super chat here. Welcome back, Afra, and you guys too, I guess. Yes, the, the real star of post game lives. I mean, she's already in mid season form here, <laughs> just hanging out with all of us. Thanks for the super chat. The comic binge with the super chat. 
Taylor Yamamoto, not impressed. Am I too much of a noob to know better? Cartier would have been better here. Ooh, RJ already uh, calling him out. Look, I thought I thought Yamamoto was actually pretty good on that first power play, RJ. And I get what Hackstall was going with, with him over Cartier uh, to start this game. You know, try to go with a more speed-based lineup, right? You're going to have to be going up against Vegas in their transition game. Um, I, I thought he was, he was good at times. The bottom line was... I mean, the Kraken, especially like on the power play when, you know, it wasn't like it was just him that was the problem there. Right. And I think overall, I think he had a pretty solid game. Like, I like his willingness to drive to the net and go to the net. The Kraken just don't have enough players who are willing to do that. And so whenever I see somebody who's actually willing to do that and do it consistently, I I'm happy about it. And I like that. So I, I tend to kind of give him the benefit of the doubt. I mean, same thing with Ryan Donato a lot of the time last season, right? We saw him score a goal for Chicago uh, today. And I just, I, I like players who are willing to do that. So I I'm happy with him overall. I mean, look, I, I don't like keeping Ty Karchi out of the lineup. That's just one of those tough, decisions right where somebody good has to be out of the lineup mm -hmm. um but uh, i was okay with yamamoto's game tonight yeah i i think so too uh super jet here from light sad we lost but loved a lot of what i saw from the boys especially grew with a little more puck luck for us the game would have been different what did you think about grubauer in this one rj because i agree i don't i don't think this was all on him no, certainly not. I, I thought he actually had a good game. And if it's one of those tough things where I don't, what was the final shot total for Vegas? Did, did Gruger get over 900 save percentage? Uh, no, it was 28 shots. Okay. So exactly. This is one of those where save percentage can be really misleading. If you look at the expected goals, I mean, this was a quality start for Philip Grubauer. Uh, Vegas had over four expected goals and, and he only let in three. Um, so I, I think Grubauer had a good game. You look at the first one, like, what do you want him to do there? There's, there's absolutely nothing. The second one, I think there's even less that he could have done. Uh, just mm -hmm. this crazy, unlucky play. Right. Um, and, you know, the third one's on a breakaway. So I, I don't think you can really pin a lot of that on him. I thought he looked really steady and made some big saves that probably had no business making. And it could have been a lot worse without him. Yeah, uh, there you go, everybody. Hopefully that that fixed the, the mic. I see all those comments as well. Thanks for letting me know. Um, Jeremiah here. I wore my Emerald City Kraken shirt tonight on my live stream. Uh, about due to have you both on again. That hit was dirty AF. Yes, the sports beard in chat. Thank you very much for the super chat there. Love to be back on with you uh, in the near future. It was it was a bad hit. Do you think it's suspension worthy though? The hit on on Brandon Tan and RJ. I think it's suspension worthy. And look, I, I don't think there was a whole lot of necessarily you know bad intent there. I think he was trying to kind of line him up for a hit and just flat out missed and just hit the head, didn't go through the body. It's one of those where I, I don't think he was really trying to headhunt, but. Mm -hmm. Given the result, I think you have to look, certainly in the regular season, just add a suspension because those are the kind of hits that you just absolutely want out of the game. And the NHL largely has done a good job policing that. You don't see as many hits like that anymore that are just not through the body at all that only take out the head. I remember seeing a lot more of those like 10 years ago or so. Yes. And so I, I think it's one of those hits where you really ought to have a suspension just to get that message out there that you know you can't get away with something like that. And it was so clear cut too, right? Like there yeah. was, there's, there's no gray area here. So I, I got to think that uh, the Department of Player Safety is is really going to treat this one seriously. Uh, super chat here from Gary. Thank you everybody for the super chats. What a way to start the season, especially, you know, given the 4-1 loss. Really, really appreciate it, everyone. Um, super chat here from Gary. Schultz and Dumoulin. 
with some defensive breakdowns cost us this one. Vince looked good despite the preseason absences. Gruby was great despite the score. Hockey is fun. Hockey is fun, RJ, and I'm so glad to have some regular season hockey back uh, and to be able to talk about it with everybody. But let's start with the first part of that because we haven't talked about them yet, and that was the defensive pairing of Justin Schultz and Brian Dumoulin, and it struggled tonight. Like There's no way around that. Yeah, it really did. I mean, they had an especially rough first period, just whether it was turnovers or kind of losing their man in front of the net. You look at the first two goals and and you can kind of, you know, pinpoint them on those. They were both on the ice for both of those two goals against. And I think part of it was a chemistry thing as far as just figuring out how to play with each other. I know they had some history in Pittsburgh playing together, but it does take a little bit more time there. I think you saw that on some of the ill-advised passes, but other times it was a little bit more concerning, like on the first Vegas goal where there's a three on two for Vegas. And you look at, um, at uh, Schultz there and you look at Wenberg coming back and they both pick up their assignments really well on that three on two, but Dumoulin just gets caught a step behind uh, by the Vegas forward who's attacking there. And, and that's one where I think he knows what he needs to do. I don't think that's like a miscommunication or anything. It just seems like he kind of, you know, may have lost a step. And so that's, what's most concerning to me there, you know, on Dumoulin's end, I think the other stuff can sort itself out, but I do worry a little bit about Dumoulin given that that kind of matches some of what we've heard from penguin circles from last season. It definitely did. When I saw that, I was, I was like, Oh, Oh buddy. No, <laughs> like, you know, like that's a play he makes fine five yes. years ago. Right. Exactly. Right. Like you go back. Um, and I remember watching him, you know, pre Kraken existing, I remember watching him with the penguins. He, he makes those plays all the time. It was just somebody who, I, I mean, I don't know, but like at, when you're defending in a situation like that, right. And you are skating backwards and you have a winger coming in on you there, there is a point where they get there and you have to start shifting to turn around to match them, right? Like you, you're, it's obvious they're going to catch up to you and go past you because you just can't skate as fast backwards as anybody can skate forwards, right? And it was just like whatever he was using to to judge when he needed to make that that switch just never like triggered for him. And, you know, Golden Knights player just ends up getting behind him. I also thought it was weird. It might, it looked like he also turned to the inside and I thought that was odd. You'd want to turn to the outside, kind of try to match that winger coming down so you can establish good body position, be able to box, box them out. And I don't believe he did that. So overall, it was a very kind of confusing play for a veteran defenseman. You know, this is a guy who's played a lot of games in the NHL. It just seemed like a, an odd play for him to make, but you know, it's early on. I, I think, that was the one thing that kind of took us by surprise a little bit was on the roster, RJ, was the two of them being paired together. All right. I, I thought that was maybe a little bit strange just because I think of Dumoulin as somebody who can also move the puck. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't know. We'll have to see from them, I guess. It's it's only game one. Um, Super chat here from DJ Singletone. During five on five play, the Kraken had 3.07 expected goals to Vegas's 2.69. Kraken are a five on five team. We knew this last year. We talked about this on the, you know, the final preseason deep dive yesterday. A lot of this season was going to come down to special teams. And it does feel like another night where, you know, the Kraken put in the work through the vast majority of the game. And then the special teams let them down. 
Yeah, I can remember just like the number of times in post-game live last season, right, when people pointed out that the Kraken uh, were the better team expected goals-wise at five-on-five and they somehow found a way to lose the game. Uh, I think feel like we're kind of there again a little bit. But I do think that's an encouraging sign that they were able to go toe-to-toe with the cup champs at at five-on-five and a lot of times looked like the better team. They had that stretch at the start of the game where they they didn't allow a shot on goal for nearly seven minutes before Mm -hmm. it all kind of went wrong. Of course, I had an impending sense of doom at that point. Once they hit the five minute mark, I'm like, oh no, just just one easy shot on goal for Grubauer, please. Um, but being able to have those long stretches where you are dominating a five on five play, I, I think that has to be a good thing and a good sign going forward. As usual, it's just the special teams that needs to get worked out. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I was I spent the game in the game chat on our Discord and I was literally in the middle of typing, it's been too long, Gru needs to see a shot when that play ended up happening now again not so much on grubauer that that play right that first goal yeah but it was it was just i think we all probably had that feeling kind of going of hey uh might want to might want to let him see one here um get in the game a little bit but you know at the same time it just shows how dominant the kraken can be in those situations i mean there was plenty of times where espn had the graphic up at the scoreboard of you know kraken offensive zone time right and and how long it was and it was over a minute straight of them being able to keep the puck in vegas's end and you know what uh, credit to aiden hill also he had to make some phenomenal saves especially later on uh, that second half of the third period right on the maddie breakaway and then a little bit a couple plays later on that shot from eberly um so you know the not every night, but uh, there was some elements of of uh, getting goalied, maybe. Uh, Light here with a super chat. Also wanted to add, when my Vegas um, shaking their head buddy tells me he thought the Knights got lucky tonight, has to mean something. Here's to season three. Yeah, I mean, if that's the way Golden Knights fans are feeling, um, I mean, first off, that might be the most humble Golden Knights fan of all time I know, right? <laughs> for, for one. So I'll, I'll go ahead and, and say that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's, there's probably a little bit of that uh, on their end, but that's, you know, again, it's just power play. Ah, I'll stop. I'll stop with the power play. <laughs> I have to. I, uh, I know. Like... Yeah. I know. Um, all right. So uh, thank you, everybody, for for all the super chats. Oh, another one coming in here uh, from Nathan. Cheers to the first post game live with Dylan's new voice. Thank you very much, Nathan. <laughs> Grew kept us in it. Power play took us out of it. What percentage of five minute majors go scoreless? That's a good question, actually. I, I feel like I must have looked this up at some point in 2019 uh with the sharks vegas series where they lost game seven the sharks scored four goals on a five minute major and i know i did a lot of digging into you know major power play probability and stats and everything i don't remember what percent goes scoreless um but it's I, I think it's not too high a percentage. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, if you believe Golden Knights fans four years ago, they tell you it's an automatic four goals. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they've they've had quite the history with it. Uh, too bad it wasn't the playoffs for us. Uh, and a super chat here, another one from Jeremiah. Thank you very much. Uh, I did think Tanev made a mistake trying to put the puck up the middle of the ice. He had a player up the boards. So, yes, I mean, we talked about obviously the injury Tanev uh, sustained later, but looking back at that second goal allowed RJ, uh, Tanev does make an interesting decision to kind of skate through the middle of the ice there. He still has a little bit of time. He goes to try to make a play either to the corner or behind the net. It ends up getting tipped um, by Jonathan Marchessault, and it goes in past Grubauer. Just early season rust, I guess. 
Possibly. I did think it was a little bit careless because it's not like he got poke checked or anything. He had his head up the whole way. If you notice, he he yeah. saw that Marcia so was in the area and he kind of tried to throw it behind the net. I mean, he, he did get rid of the puck and put it in that direction. I, I don't know. I, I if I'm a player in that position, I'm just hanging on to it. I'm making whoever it is take that puck off of me before mm-hmm. I kind of throw it somewhere. You know, not a, a gigantic mistake like it's, it's just a weird one right but yes. I, I do think he made an ill-advised play there it was it was very strange especially because i mean live it looked like he just sent it right in past group hour didn't it <laughs> it was yeah. it was it was definitely one where the replay was needed to understand what what ended up happening but i'm with you i it was just kind of an odd decision to to make all the way around there um thank you everybody for all those super chats gonna gonna you know start dancing through the comment section here if i if i skip over your comment because there's a ton of them in here thanks again everybody for staying up with us Uh, i know it's late especially for those of you in other time zones um uh just want to say thanks so if i miss your comment or something just feel free to add it again at the bottom uh, and we'll get to it um Let's see. Boy, that sure was an early season game. But Vegas is really not the ideal opponent for that from Bahrain. No, it's not the it's not the easiest uh, team to be facing, you know, right off the bat and, and trying to get going, especially when you're talking about like a new defensive pair and Dumoulin Schultz, uh, stuff like that. But you know what? You know, you, you got to play the team that the, the schedule computer you know, spits out. <laughs> That's right. I think the Kraken also, they learned early on, and this is a lesson everyone learns against Vegas. They will make you pay for every single mistake you make. Doesn't have to be mm-hmm. a big one, but they'll make you pay for it. And, you know, they learned that lesson very early on going down to nothing. I mean, that was a very Vegas start. Yes, it, it definitely was. Lindsay can't stick around. I have to wake up early for work in the morning, but wanted to say happy hockey season, everybody. Win or lose, our great game is back, baby. So cheers to that. Cheers indeed, Lindsay. Hope you get some sleep. And yes, uh, happy that hockey season is back. Um, yeah, so lots of stuff, uh, you know, feeling terrible for Turbo from the coal there. Uh, CJ, looked like preseason hockey. It's tough, right? Because certain aspects of it looked like preseason but then at the same time like we were talking about they dominated five on five the Kraken like they looked like a really good team and you got to think if you're not facing the defending Stanley Cup champs um you know you could probably walk out of that better than they ended up doing yeah I think so and it's one of those where we were talking about this after the Edmonton game and I think we had a mailbag question about it too uh do we have to worry maybe or have reason to worry about the scoring drying up a little bit this season and I feel like this was really indicative of those worries right mm-hmm. where they had a lot of chances they they were good five on five uh but the offensive side of the game the finishing that that's really yeah. what didn't come together and um, I think that's just something we're gonna have to be looking for all season Yes. Uh, love this first comment of the season from Brian. Uh, to lose on the road to the reigning champions is not the end of the world. To tell me our power play is a, quote, work in progress is to dilute the very definition of progress. <laughs> uh, it's a it's a work in uh, it's, it's it's there's there's work being done. This is work on it. It's um, yeah, they're working know. on it. Yeah, uh, yeah, they, they've got their top men on it, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Krakenhawk, welcome back, fam. I know it's game one, but why do we have to go up against the brick wall and hill and the lockdown D of Vegas? Again, we were just talking about that a little while ago. It's it is definitely a tough one to start. And uh, I know somebody else further down the chat um, 
had posted, you know, why is it that like every goalie stands on their head when we face them? And it does start to feel that way after a little while, RJ. <laughs> A little bit, although, I mean, I guess you go back to last season, Aiden Hill has just been looking great for a little while now. Um, just that yeah. size in net, it's so difficult to beat. You have to place your shot perfectly. Yeah. Oof. This one here from DJ Singleton. Can't wait for the Kraken's debut on Thursday. <laughs> hey, yeah. look, based on what we saw from Nashville in the first game of the schedule tonight, I think we'll, I think things might be a little different on Thursday for sure. <laughs> Different caliber of opponent. Yes. Uh, CJ uh, bringing up. So if Turbo has to go out for a bit, who's coming in? Is that a Hayden call up? So have to imagine Ty Cartier would be the person who rotates into the lineup. But yes, as as CJ brings up, who who comes up, right? Who becomes that healthy scratch? I think I'm with CJ. It's probably going to be John Hayden. Yeah, Hayden would be the first person that I would think of too, and and maybe even make a second forward call up as well with Belmar. I mean, he did come back to the game, but if he's a little banged up with his hand, uh, and especially because you're on the road, I think maybe you even call up a second forward. But John Hayden has to be first on that list. Maybe Colin second. Yeah, I mean, you do have the um the open Although, roster spot, but if well, I guess no. Belmar came back, but if you're worried about that at all, I mean, one guy might might even be like a, a shore. You know, if you want a backup center yeah. there as well. Yeah, and all those guys did just clear waivers, so it would be you know safe to to call them up and everything. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, Joe agreeing kind of with that. Uh, it looks like there. Uh, <laughs> X Kid Z. Hopefully, this isn't foreshadowing what's going to happen for the Winter Classic. It definitely won't. Outdoor games throw everything out the window. It's just yep. the way it is. It they they never play out like these games, uh, for sure. Um. Let's see. Hunter, work in progress is a stretch, RJ. Lol, talking about the. I knew I'd get some pushback for the work in progress comment. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. I've seen the work they're putting in in practice, and they've had reps in practice that have looked really good. Good player movement, you know, all the things you want to see. It just hasn't come together in a game execution wise. So I'll give them a few more games before I, I give up on it again. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, good to see so many of these familiar names in here. I mean, I could go on for like an hour just naming everybody and saying hi again. Um, but, you know, Coop, we talked about this a little while ago. Is it just me or is every opposing goalie chilling at a 970 save percentage against us? Uh, Ty, dang, I skipped beer league for that. Yes, you did, because it was opening night of the Kraken, Ty, and it was worth it. Um, <laughs> uh, Nick, I just don't want to play Vegas to start the season, lol. What are the odds next year, RJ, that uh, they, they do Vegas again? Or do you think they'll they'll keep it alternating every other year will be Vegas? They'll probably keep it alternating at least. I do not see the Kraken facing Vegas uh, in the season opener next season. Yep. Sergeant Pickles with the awesome reminder for everybody to smash that like button so other hockey fans can find the stream. Thank you very much there, Sergeant Pickles. Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> uh, Michael, not going to win many games when you make passes as horribly as the Kraken did tonight. So here's something that's interesting, because I actually thought the Kraken's passing was was fairly on point tonight, RJ. I still think, though, that they need to figure out what their overall game plan is in the offensive zone, right? Because it's it's kind of all over the place. You have some guys who clearly want to go in and be physical, go, dump it, the, dump the puck in, go into the corner, all that kind of stuff. You have other guys who want to just kind of skate into the offensive zone and button hook and, and then wait for a pass, try to look across the zone. I, I was trying to figure out if there was, you know, any sort of thread there as to which lines were doing what. And it really just seemed like it was up to the individual player. 
Yeah, a lot of individual kind of decision making there. And and I think you do want an idea of generally where a play is supposed to finish if everything goes well. If you make those passes, where do you want the shots ultimately coming from? Where are you funneling the puck to in order to get those chances and, and those rebounds and everything? And you're right, it, it didn't seem like there was a, a whole lot of consistency or, or, or much of an idea there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that is certainly something to work on going forward. And hopefully more reps helps. Um, and, you know, I think it should just seeing more different situations and also against a team like Vegas, too. I think one thing that's important to talk about is Bruce Cassidy's defensive system. And this is a system that won him a Stanley Cup very recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, they'll they'll keep it to the outside. They'll let you make some good passes along the outside. They'll let you hang out in the offensive zone. They let the Kraken hang out in the offensive zone plenty of this game, but they will not let you to the inside. They will not let you have dangerous scoring chances uh, and they won't let you complete some of those really high danger passes. They're going to get in the way of those. And I, I think you saw that defensive system work really well tonight. The Kraken just couldn't get to the inside. Yeah, no, it's it's very, very true. And you look at the one time they did, and we get the Jared McCann goal, right? The one goal the Kraken yeah. scored was the one time they were able to to get inside and um and they were able to to get it, you know, right on McCann's stick and he was able to score there. So yeah, I think that's very good analysis there, RJ. Uh super chat here from Brian. Thank you very much. Cheers to our third season together. If you're feeling down, cheer up. We play Lausanne next. Three studs, <laughs> Groovy, PK, and Big Cat. Thanks, ECH. Good night, y'all. Good night, Brian. I know you're on the East Coast. Thank you very much for staying up with us. Um, yeah, I mean, that is true. Get Jeremy Lausanne up next. That's not, not, you know, anything to complain about for sure. And, um, I, I know cause you're, you put the PK in here as, as part of your three studs. One of the next comments that I was going to hit further up in the, in the, in the chat there was from go check yourself, which was, did anybody say, uh, flawless PK? And you know what? The PK did do a really good job because it's not like Vegas doesn't have a lot of really skilled forwards, RJ, and some defensemen too who know how to run a power play. And the Kraken PK, I mean, they were in midseason form for sure. Yeah, they looked exactly like they did during some of their best stretches last season. I think they were ready to go. Uh, and and having Pierre-Edouard Belmar helps out a lot, too. He won some key draws there on the PK as well that let them start with a clear out of the zone. Um, you know, Tanev, I mean, he looked like he always does. I think Wenberg stepped up really well in spot duty there when... when um, Belmar went out too. I yeah. think, you know, the Kraken just have so many good penalty killers. Um, yeah, I, I thought it looked great. And so I, if I say special teams too much, I guess I should clear just power play power as an play. issue, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's not special teams. It's just the power play. And look, they were able to to do it without some some top guys too, right? Because wasn't, didn't they have to survive a, uh, a Larson penalty there too? Mm-hmm. Um, and that yeah, was one, that was the one that had me the most worried, right? I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Uh oh. Uh, but you know what? They handled it fantastic. They they did a, a great great job tonight. As you know what they did last year too. Um, what'll be interesting is yes, you know if if Turbo does have to miss some time, that's you know going to be a big loss for the PK. But I'm telling you from from some of those preseason games I watched, I think if Ty Cartier is the guy that comes into the lineup, he could be ready. I, I think he might surprise us, especially with his ability to kind of you know pick off a pass here or there and and certainly help push the puck up ice. Uh, and burn some more time. So uh, we will have to wait and see. Coop, Dunn could have had a hat trick tonight. He could have, RJ. There was lots of opportunities. He was activating. He was coming right down, you know, Main Street, Broad Street, whatever you want to call it, right down the center of the ice there. He just needs to remember to, you know, put it on net. That That's, I think, the, the one little key piece he was missing tonight. 
Yeah, my favorite uh, Vince Dunn moment from tonight was on the power play where I think he got a little bit frustrated and he just decided, you know what, I'm just going to do this myself. Tries yes. to go coast to coast, gets pretty close to the net, skies it way over Aiden Hill. But, um, you know, certain plays like that where, uh, you know, he was trying to kind of do it all himself. And, you know, he had a lot of the the energy and ability to do some of that. So uh, good to see that confidence from Vince Dunn. And, uh, you know, certainly coming back from the injury that kept him out for a lot of training camp. You never know how a guy's going to respond to that. But um, I think he led the crack in an ice time with over 22 minutes tonight. You know, no no signs of any kind of injury or anything he had been dealing with. Yeah, no, he looked healthy and good to go. And you know what? Hey, player like Vince Dunn, I will always, you know, say, yes, take the cautious route. He doesn't need to be playing preseason games. Get him ready for the regular season. And it looked like he was ready for the regular season tonight. Sean, to me, it looked like the chemistry was not there, period, not just on the power play. I thought the first line had good chemistry. RJ, uh, McCann, Beneers, Everly, it looked like they were largely picking up where last season left off. I and I thought the, the Yanni Gord line, of course, continued with what they do. I will say the, the fourth line, it was clear they hadn't played a lot together, uh, which we know they haven't. So it's not totally surprising. I was a little surprised that Andre Burakovsky coming back, that that second line looked kind of as out of sync as it did, because that they did look pretty out of sync. Well, I mean, he had been missing for a lot of the latter part of last season. I, that line, they did get a lot of minutes earlier in the season together, but it's been a while since they played together. I think the lines, if you look at how the chemistry looked, it was pretty in proportion to how much time they've spent together and spent together recently. So it kind of makes sense in my mind. And it's a reason I'm not all that worried about it. Also, personally, I just thought that that Schwartz-Wenberg-Burakovsky uh, line last season when they were together, I don't know. They didn't look the best. They had their moments, but I still mm. just don't love that trio. Something isn't quite a hundred percent there chemistry wise, um, yeah. but it's the result of having a, a first line and a third line that just clicks so well, kind of leaves those three left over. So I don't know. That's, that's the way I see it. Yeah. Um, Ty here, you know, we'll keep things focused on the Kraken largely, but Ryan Donato means a lot to a lot of Seattle Kraken fans. And as Ty's pointing out, Bedard, Connor Bedard's first point comes from a goal by Ryan Donato. It's very true. You had the fabulous tweet and Instagram post uh, pointing out that Ryan Donato scored the goal for, you know, that, that allowed uh, Connor Bedard to get their first point, his first point in his NHL career. Matty Beneers collected an assist for his first point in the NHL and also Shane Wright uh collected first point there so i thought that was really really cool and yes uh happy for ryan donato getting some first line minutes out there in chicago and he looked really really good tonight so definitely happy for uh for, for the former kraken yeah first unit power play time as well for chicago just really happy for the opportunity that he's getting and seems like early on he's making the most of it and yeah <laughs> being the goal scorer on those three guys i wonder if there's anybody else who's scored a goal to give three top five picks in the draft, their first NHL point. That's something I'd love the stats people to, you know, go really do a deep dive on and see, but it's just a really interesting stat to me. Also, I looked through all, every goal that he's scored in his career. Those are the only three, by the way, there's no other player who he's given <laughs> their first career point by scoring a goal. I look not, not too bad, not too shabby right there. Um, CR bud with a super chat here. Sup guys forgotten over the off season, how much I loathe Vegas. I just remembered. Yeah. 
tonight will tonight will do it for sure but i mean early on i'm sure probably before the game even started if you were watching that banner ceremony you're probably already there uh i mean and i i hesitate to call it a banner raising because it was more like it just slowly lifted up like i i mean were they They left it down there for a while it was really they were milking that for everything it was worth that is for sure also dylan quick question do teams usually like parade like carry the have the captain carry the cup around before doing the banner raising i don't remember that in past good, years that's a good question i don't remember that either but i thought that was cool like i will give them that. yeah no that like, that part i didn't have an issue me. with but i was just i was watching it like huh i don't i don't remember this from other teams doing that yeah i don't remember it either uh usually yeah it just gets kind of brought out and the team is all like standing you know by the blue line and, and everybody's you know okay hey we won but it's a new season kind of thing um but i thought that that was a nice touch um i also saw but i can't i was like coming back from grabbing something to eat uh that i guess they did a, a this is sports center commercial with the cup i just saw two golden knights putting the stanley cup into a dishwasher and i was like okay that's, that's <laughs> i'm gonna have to check in on that later <laughs> yeah Everybody, oh, it's las man. vegas cheese is their thing yeah i mean it does it does fit yeah, that's I mean, that's, you know, they score and you hear the slot machine sound, right? Like that's that's they, they lean heavily into it. And you know what? That's fine. Um, Hunter, 81 games left. I won't get concerned till Thanksgiving at the earliest. I agree. I think there is that's a lot perspective. of a lot of games left. We know what the Kraken did well tonight. We know what they need to work on. And you know what? I'm I'm assuming the coaching staff does, too. <laughs> and they will. We've seen that from them in years past um let's see uh kyle suspension for that hit on day one sends a message across the league yes it does right if they do end up suspending him for that hit on turbo that really will send a message uh like you were talking about before um let's see nathan seemed like we generated a lot of chances early missed the net a lot early season rust i mean we've you know, it's kind of happens all around the league now, right? Everybody's trying to go top shelf. You just kind of launch it. It's the sticks, RJ. They're too good. You just get too much zip on them. Everybody's using some like 68 flex stick and uh, it just, you know, goes flying off of there. Yeah. Getting a little too eager there. I mean, it, it happens. You know what? First game of the season. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Sean, love that yams will go to the net. If some others uh, do not start doing that, these problems will continue. Uh, you know, he did do a great job of doing that uh, earlier on in this game and, and really throughout it. That is something that I, I, we saw a little bit from some guys. Like I thought Maddie Beniers did a good job of going net front RJ. The one person that I was surprised I didn't notice doing it when traditionally he's usually like our leader at this um, was Jaden Schwartz. Like, he, yeah, I, mean, I, I can't think of any tonight? moments either. No, not real. I mean, didn't notice him a whole lot. I mean, did he take a penalty? Uh, yes, he did take a penalty. He played almost 18 minutes, so he, he was out there. We know that. Um, but I, I did think like when we were talking about the second line and the chemistry, not necessarily being there, it wasn't just like Burakovsky coming back. I also felt like maybe Schwartz was a little off tonight as well. Um, yeah. But, and one guy uh, I do want to give some credit, uh, Jordan Everly yeah. also on that. I mean, that whole line, they were kind of cycling around the net, but Everly yeah. had a play too, where he was right there net front, had a really close chance, got decked by the Vegas defenseman in front, you know, but uh, you know, he's going to those areas and paying the price. Yeah. You know, we talked about yesterday, the, 
and and Hackstall and Eberly's comments about the power play and about them wanting to have that player movement, guys changing spots, that first line, their chemistry is so good. They totally slide all over the place, right? At any given time, any one of them could be in the middle or net front and the other one's off in a corner. But Matty Beniers, Jared McCann and Jordan Eberly, like they are so in sync with each other. It's like, it's pretty unreal uh, considering they only played together for, you know, most of last season. Right. Yeah. So good, good on them for sure. Uh, Jay, we're a little snake bitten against the Vegas golden Knights, but we'll eventually have a run against them uh, where it turns. I very much uh, agree with that. Jay. I definitely think that that's going to happen. And then Jay also in the bottom chat. Hey, everyone in chat. One of the last times I'll ask during the stream, make sure you like the stream before it's over. It makes others more able to find it. So thank you for reminding everyone again, Jay. I've seen a couple of those in the chat. Just wanted yes. to point that out. Appreciate it. Yep, definitely. Um, from a book sphere, over, overreacting as usual. Vegas just has the Kraken's number and Gru had a quality start. Hill was just too good. I agree, right? Like a lot of this, it's a one game sample size, RJ. Let's freak out. Let's go, right? There was a lot of that, like even on the Discord and and we were all having fun with the overreacting, right? We all leaned into it for those of us who are on the Discord. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it is just one game. We talked about Aiden Hill being a wall and yeah, we talked about grew right the first goal right his defenseman kind of gets walked a little bit the second goal is a play was made <laughs> still don't know what <laughs> totally was going on and you know what a little bit on the third one was the puck rolling on barbashev is that why it kind of came off at that weird angle yeah i think the puck was rolling on a bit he also had a hook right into his hands too i think from yeah. vince dunn so he was just trying to get free out of that and you know just took a weird whack at it that one's really hard to track as a goalie because you don't know how that stick's going to come down I was just going to say, you could tell Gru was having a hard time reading it because it froze him, right? Like it, it just, yeah, it is the way it was. Uh, but very important is to, to note that, yeah, Gru had a, had a quality start. Um, that's good to know for sure. Um, Sean, I'm concerned about the inability to finish and it's not a new issue. Again, something we talked about from the mailbag yesterday on the deep dive. Are, are Again, one game sample size, RJ, are you overreacting? You pressing the panic button? Are you in worried territory? <laughs> No, I'm I'm not pressing the panic button. I'm I'm good. I'll uh, I'll wait for that. No, I, I think it's all right. I was going to say this is where the expected goals number really kind of comes in for me on this one, because, yes, the Kraken had the 33 shots, but there was a lot of really dangerous looking shots for the Kraken tonight that it felt like. Right. Whether it was the Vince Dunn stuff that, you know, ended up missing the net, but at least the opportunity was there that we haven't even talked about it. That one that was Alexiak to Borgen. Borgen had the back door, just couldn't quite oh, cash in. But that was an amazing play, right? There was a lot of plays like that. Uh, the first line, we were talking about the chemistry, the way they could all move around. I mentioned earlier the Matty Beneers breakaway that he almost got. And then Jordan Everly just a couple uh, seconds later having a great look. So that was, I, I thought they played a really good game. I, I thought that they, they got a lot of dangerous opportunities. And you know what it shows with that five-on-five five expected goals number being in favor of the Kraken, which hasn't always been the case against Vegas. That's true. I mean, it, it, previous games against Vegas, they have been thoroughly outplayed like in all facets of the game at times. So this is, you know, I think you, you rewind to points last season and you certainly take this over some of those efforts. Yeah, uh, I will mention, though, uh, this is a one place where I will overreact. Uh, they did not like, you know, they lost the face off battle pretty handedly, RJ. Uh, and it did not bring them good luck like all of last year. <laughs> yeah, interesting. I was looking at the face-off numbers too. I mean, Belmar obviously missed some time. I think he was 
three wins, two losses on faceoffs. So um, didn't get to take a ton. Matty Beneers, three wins, 10 losses, uh, three for 13 on faceoffs. Not great. Uh, you know, not great. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, four for five. Good for him. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah, that's where he showed up, I guess. Um, uh, from Marcus here, Wenberg and Tolvanen were mid. Uh, I thought Wenberg was kind of like he was playing a lot of defense tonight is kind of what I felt from from Wenberg. I know he took that one penalty, but it was kind of a good penalty to take in that situation. Uh, Tolvanen, that's true. I didn't think too much about Tolvanen, but you know what? I like the Yanni Gord line as a whole, and, and he was certainly a part of it. Yeah, he played his part. I mean, there's one play that stands out to me, and it was when he kind of worked his way up to the high slot for a shot. And did it hit the post or crossbar, I think? Um, but he had a good scoring chance there. You know, if that's just an inch lower, then we're probably talking about him in a different light. Yeah, uh, go, I guess, you know what? Go back to on the power play, setting him up with the one-timer, right? Like, I, we didn't really see that look. I can't recall one anyway. No, and they haven't really been working on it through training camp in the preseason, too. They've kind of had him over on the left side. And that's something that Hackstall has talked about a little bit is as good as Tolvanen's one-timer is, he wants to open him up to kind of different looks and, and different uh, spots on the ice to utilize that shot. So I think that is something they're kind of chasing. I think he sees that uh, he didn't say this, but I think he sees that that maybe the one-timer from Tolvanen when they were just feeding it and feeding it and feeding it last season, it got a little bit predictable. Yeah. Uh, Leo here, just because we were talking about Wenberg, I wasn't able to pay attention to the whole game, but why did Wenberg have the third most time on ice for all players? Doesn't seem like a recipe for success. A lot of that is because, of, well, oh, you, you can go for it if you want. No, I was going to I was going to point out, though, that uh, Wenberg was actually the Kraken's uh, forward time on ice leader for all of last season. So he gets kind of sneaky high ice time. It's the special teams usage, right? The the fact that he can be out there on both, you know, the power play as well as killing penalties that that adds to that, right? Not all forwards, certainly not on a team like Hackstall runs this where the first, second and kind of third lines all get roughly the same even strength uh, time on ice. Uh, the fact that he's going to be pulling double duty there on special teams really kind of is what what adds that that little extra time on there. Um, Ricky, can I? Oh. Yeah. Go for it. I just, um, sorry to, to skip along here, but uh, Ty helping us out here, because I realized one thing we haven't done yet is plug the Patreon. He said, nice. Patreon, armchair GM tomorrow night, live watch along Thursday. Let's go. So that's right. Uh, we do have my armchair GM stream tomorrow mm -hmm. night on the Patreon. By the way, the Patreon is back. Uh, yes. for October and through the rest of the season. Um, and of course, we got the live watch along on Thursday. So if you want to watch the very next Kraken game with Dylan, with me, with the community, uh, go ahead and you can sign up for the Patreon. I think link is down in the description below yep. watching this on YouTube. And uh, we do have a seven day free trial. And uh, now is probably a pretty good time to yeah. try that out because you get the armchair GM stream. You get to watch the next Kraken game along with us. And it's totally free to try. So uh, go click on that link. And uh, yeah, we'll see you there hopefully uh, tomorrow and then on Thursday. Yep, definitely, definitely. Thank you very much, Ty. Um, let's see. Uh, Ricky here. Is Riker on this team by the home opener? Barring injuries, no. I, I think it would that would be uh, too soon. Yeah, if everybody's healthy, no. I think the, the D is what it is. Uh, and quickly, Viren asking, did Wenberg take uh, Belmar shifts while he was out? Yeah, he did double shift a few times for Belmar, and that would contribute to it as well. Yeah, that'll definitely do it, as my NHL uh, box score is not like... It'll only show me penalties now. Cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to look at the time on ice for everybody, and it's just not there anymore. Uh, 
let's see. Uh, Jules, is there any way uh, you can describe the American love we have for sports? Uh, he's a Flames fan, but he doesn't understand joining hockey groups to talk to others or watching post games like this. I'm feeling like I'm missing an earlier comment there from Jules, but I will say this, okay? Sports is, it's at the end of the day, it's entertainment, just like, you know, anything else, music, movies, all that other kind of stuff. But what sports has going for it is the fact that it is always, it is live. It is unscripted. You never know what's going to happen, right? And and that brings a level of energy and excitement uh, that you just can't get anywhere else, right? Nothing else has that. And I think that's what makes sports so special. And then the fact that you are, because it is live and you get that much more drawn into it because of that, because of uh, how much you know special energy is there from that fact, um, it just kind of naturally lends itself to wanting to do that in a community setting because how else do we have like, you know, have a good time or, or what other places do you find that kind of same special experience? Usually it's around other people, right? That's why like going to concerts is so fun. Um, humans just by nature are, are social creatures and animals. And, and I think just sports being able to combine those two things, just nothing else out there can. And that's what makes sports great. So that's yeah, well I said Dylan. And, and I mean, just whenever I, you know, I watch anything like that. So I, 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 I won't be like, okay, did you see that to someone else? Like, right. did you see it? Like, let's talk about that. Uh, it's just such a kind of a natural instinct, I feel like. Yes, definitely. Um, let's see. Uh, where are... Uh, it just jumped on me. Sorry, everybody. Uh, DJ Singletone, I think Hayden would be a good call-up because more young guys can play in Coachella. That's a very good point, right? You know, get really help out some of those other guys maybe ryan winterton slides up the lineup just a little bit maybe not the worst thing in the world i kind of want to see that uh by the way ahl tv is going to be free this weekend for the start of the season so everybody on um on the 13th you can go on there supposedly and watch the firebirds first game uh so for everybody interested i i'm i'm looking forward to checking in on that on friday as well um coop i really hope york strand is more involved this year he needs to help fill the scoring hole from sprong and donato that's true and i think that that will come for sure yeah it will i mean we, we saw him get hot at the end of last season I, I think those bounces will come for him he's a volume shooter right so it's just gonna it's gonna happen as those shots rack up and those chances rack up yeah um Let's see. I associate that version of the second line most strongly with that god awful December stretch. We don't need to talk. I do about too. That. <laughs> I, I do too, though. That's what I think of. It is true. I, it's it's tough because like there's other people talking about how like slick Bjorkstrand is, and and he is right. Like when he's when he's kind of playing on his own. I hate to say it that way, but that's kind of what I think about. Right? Like we can see him. He can pickpocket somebody from behind, steal the puck, come up, make a defender miss, and get a shot off. And there's not really anybody else on the Kraken that I think of as as doing things like that, doing those kind of high skill with speed plays. Um, but at the same time, it just still feels like hasn't quite found his forever home in the lineup. Yeah, no, I think you're right. And Jules following up on what we were just talking about. Uh, yeah, my mate thinks it's weird when we say our team and get emotionally investing in players. Though, yeah, I feel like being in a community makes watching a team more exciting and fun. I definitely, heart emoji. definitely. Yeah. We, we want to share good and fun things or, you know, it helps to to have people around when you're sad too, right? Like it's all that. And uh, sports gives us that wide range 
of of emotions yeah very wide range <laughs> definitely um Jay, I was watching and I was taken by how boring their entry tunnels are. Kraken have the best entry tunnels in the league for sure. Uh, you don't can't I, argue with that. I was gonna say, definitely can't argue with that. The the mirror you have mirror. other other teams like social media people and even players taking pictures and posting them from inside the Kraken's tunnels. Everyone thinks it's cool. That is true. That is true. Edward, if it's not gaudy, it's not Vegas. True words have never been spoken. As somebody with a lot of family in Vegas, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> um, Gary here with this awesome uh, uh, bit of news from Kraken PR. Can's goal gives him a goal in every Kraken season opener. So there you go. Huh. Death, taxes, and McCann scoring on opening night. Hey, he's he's clutch the like that. He, he shows up on time. <laughs> Yep, definitely, definitely. Carlos, when in doubt, panic and freak out. Yes, let's go. <laughs> That's certainly what uh, most traditional sports media uh, programs would do, I feel like, RJ. It's the regular season. We're now allowed to do that. Freaking yeah. out over a preseason game, that's just ridiculous. But like now yes. we have license to do it. So you got to take advantage of that. Yes. Uh, I think this is a good one here from Brandon. Compare this game to the home opener last year versus Vegas. It's night and day. Not a great result, but a much better effort than the start of last year. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is pretty different. <laughs> much better yeah. this year. A lot more growth, I would say. Uh, let's see. Expected goals are great. Scores goal scored goals are better. I mean, you're not wrong. Edwards. You're not wrong. <laughs> Unexpected goals are the best. <laughs> well, I, that's what I would probably classify that tan of one. And I, don't okay. Yeah, no, that, that never mind. <laughs> Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, Ryan Donato is the fifth highest trending player on elite prospects for Dylan. Cole Gutman is third. Let's go. Nice. My number one scouted player, uh, killing it in the NHL. Got a goal tonight as well for Chicago. I mean, I don't like the fact that Chicago won, but I'm happy for Cole Gutman uh, living out his dream. It's still really weird for me to see him playing NHL hockey, RJ. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's very strange. <laughs> um, uh, Tammy, we look like an early season team, which we are, but if a few bounces had gone different ways, we could just have easily have won. I've never felt like we, I never felt like we were dominated tonight. My only concern, the power play. I agree with that. I don't feel like Vegas just kind of, you know, owned us in a big brother, little brother way really the way that they have through most of the first two seasons, RJ. Yeah, it felt like a matchup between two teams that were on pretty similar footing. And, you know, it, it was a very close game. You take away that weird Tanev goal, and it's a one-goal game through most of it with a long power play chance to tie it up. And so yeah. uh, it, it was close game the whole way, and I think you can feel okay about that. And I think, you know, Hackstall kind of sees that too. Uh, this uh, from, I was just checking Twitter here from uh, Scott Malone uh, from Root Sports. He said, Hackstall says reporters in Vegas, we left something on the table. I'm not disappointed with their overall effort. I think some individuals can have a better night. Several areas they'll look to clean up, and that's typical for this time of the year. So, yeah, you know, pretty level-headed response as you, as you usually get from Axton. Yeah, that's that's pretty standard there. Um, Ryan here joining late. Any news on Tanev? Um, so no know? update on Tanev from Hackstall. I mean, that's also pretty usual. We don't get anything night of usually, but we'll probably have something um, tomorrow or or the next day. 
Yeah, I would I would certainly, uh, you know, leading into the game on Thursday, we should hear some stuff there. I will just say for everybody, um, I'm, I'm kind of down here at the end. So if I did skip your comment from earlier, feel free to go ahead and throw it in again down here uh, and I'll, I'll get to it before we finish up. Um, it's Jay saying, hey, all we're winding down. If you've enjoyed this post game stream, don't forget to throw a like to RJ and Dylan. <laughs> Thank you, Jay. <laughs> um, let's see. See here from Schultz. Hi, all. Welcome back from down under. Any chance the Kraken might open a season at home rather than with a road trip? RJ, yes. When will that happen? Maybe maybe It'd we can nice. win on opening night then. I know. It'd really be nice. No, I think the home crowd on opening night would probably help turn that around. Um, maybe next season. Uh, you know, I don't know what's up with the you know initial road trip. Do you remember? I know. I think Vegas started on the road their inaugural season, right? Did they start on the road their second season? So I was just going to say, we need to look that up because... You know, is this just like a, hey, you guys are the new kids on the block. You got to pay your dues, start on the road for like five years, and then you can start, you know, doing things at home. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was, look, I was just hoping that the curse would break because I wasn't in the building, right? Because you and I attended that first oh, game yeah. in Vegas, the first game in franchise history. And then last year with the opener in Anaheim, I was there. Um, so I was just thinking like, well, I mean, you know, this might be the one time in my life where I'm not like lucky uh and and the kraken can get it done tonight because i'm i'm very far away and no didn't didn't seem to matter yeah i thought we were prudent for not sending you but i guess not yeah. so i looked it up and actually vegas in year two had their season opener at home so never mind then what you got against us gary <laughs> batman <laughs> not not you gary in chat <laughs> Just gonna clarify as I move to your comments here. <laughs> Didn't mean you. Um, so from uh, Gary. Yeah, so from Gary here. Prep your armchair GM questions for RJ tomorrow. Live chat on Thursday. Hockey is back, baby. Good night, everyone. Good night, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> there for sure um tammy i know she already got her treats but i have to give dog Skoy a shout out oh thank you i do think we did officially pass her bedtime at 11 30 she's she's down on her bed snoozing uh right now but definitely thank you there um jules fun little note hockey players are seriously little kids the kings have a box full of toys soccer tennis football and bands i got to watch them stretch and mess around before the game it's fun it is the soccer games are always a lot of fun RJ because I mean talk about energy going on with the group of people right when they're just all around. oh yeah and yes it is dangerous to walk past them or anywhere through those halls while they're while they're trying to, to play with any of that stuff let me tell you yeah you've walked past it with me a few times going to games and I mean it's even more dangerous the AHL level I feel like um but yeah it, it gets pretty crazy I was gonna say the, the 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 walking space at the AHL level is just smaller is what really does it so it's it's really a quite the obstacle course you got to navigate there between the players and then the ball uh, a tie Armchair GM stream should be spicy. There's money on the table and could easily come up with holes to fill. That is true. That is very true. They'll have that have one big addition they can make. Yes. Um, Ty, also two-time Squatch champs. Let's go, boys. RJ is, on, is fire on masks. May need to change it up a bit. I was going to say something about that, Ty. You do you did a great job this year with the goalie mask stuff when we did that trivia battle against Sound of Hockey. But yeah, I, I do feel like just for everybody, uh, we might need to to refrain from RJ being able just to smoke 
you know, whoever goes up there. Yeah, you did a great job. I mean, had some you stumped me with a shark's mask. So well done there. Um, yeah, great mask picks. But yeah, I think we might have to do away with that one next year. Just just to keep it fair. Ty took the fun right out of Darren Fun Brown. <laughs> OK, that's my personal favorite comment of the night. <laughs> I, I, I do really like that one for sure. For sure. And I'm certainly saying, hey, everybody, it's been great to see all the names again. I've missed these post games. Hopefully a dance party soon. Yes. I mean, hopefully Thursday. Right. We we, sh- we won't have to wait too long to see the crack. And again, that is one of the uh, the benefits of, you know, the season being back and the fact that the NHL, you know, plays 82 games, RJ, we get multiple games a week. You can shake this one off, get on to the next one. You're not having to like, you know, sit with it all week, like in the NFL or something like that. I can't wait to see them get back out there. Yeah. And hockey, you know, every day for a while, I think just the NHL calendar, we got lots of hockey games coming up. I mean, the season's here. Like we're always going to have hockey to watch. Definitely. And I definitely agree with you absurdly saying it is fantastic to see everybody in here again. Uh, DJ Singletone. All right. One overreaction should have got ROR for that second line. The long-term implications of the contract and all of this. And he wouldn't sign for that little in Seattle. And I will talk about it on armchair GM. I know, but that was a pretty goal. He scored tonight, RJ. It was. I was was a pretty goal. He's a heck of a player. I know we could have won 45% of the faceoffs, RJ, if we had. Oh yeah. That alone would be worth it. That'll definitely. Uh, Yes. Ty, that shark's mask. Lol. Oh, you really got us with that one. Brian Hayward. All those, all those ducks broadcasts. years of having to watch the ducks broadcast from growing up in Southern California. I have blocked Brian Hayward out of my mind. Yes. Definitely, definitely. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for staying up with us. I know how late it is. Thank you to everybody. I mean, still got over 80 people in here. Um, it's just fantastic. Great to see everybody again. Another huge shout out to Flatstick Pub for being the sponsor for this year's post game lives. Uh, again, everybody, go check out flatstickpub.com. You can find the location near you. And they got six of them all throughout the state of Washington. Really fantastic stuff. Can't wait to, to do some more stuff with them later on in the season i want to thank everybody for joining us especially if you know everything it's just so great to see everybody again lots of good nights you want to say something rj before we go out yeah just great to see everyone again i've, I've been looking forward to this for a long time especially through those preseason games just wanting to talk to everyone after a cracking game just so great to see that especially this late like you know 11 43 here pacific time and i know not all of you are on pacific time <laughs> uh you know still joining us like 80 of you in here just appreciate it so much it just makes dylan and i so happy to get to do this 82 times a, a year plus playoffs um it's uh, it's just awesome so great to see you all yep definitely everybody go go rest up tonight or for those of you watching in europe because i know there are some of you uh have a good day have a good day. Hopefully, hopefully we help start <laughs> off the day good for you. Uh, thanks. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we will see you all on Thursday.